Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fangs. We're back, man. Episode 240. Yes, sir. All right. That's another milestone. 240 episodes. Yes, sir. All right. Let's do it. All right. Let's get right into it, man. Um, recently, uh, there was a student, and there's a high-profile bullying story uh, from Arvin High School. And uh, there was video of this kid being sat down by multiple students, and they were cutting chunks of his hair off and basically humiliating and humiliating, humiliating the young man. And he was wiping tears off as they were doing this. Now, let me preface everything I'm about to say by stating bullying is bad. Bullying is terrible. And it, it ruins kids. But there's something worse than bullying, and that's not standing up for yourself. Not standing up for yourself comes with a whole list of long-term effects. And we watch, we watch a lot of kids get bullied, and people say bullying is wrong, and it's wrong, but bullies aren't going anywhere. They've been here since the beginning of time. You know, they tend to pick on people that they view as weaker, right? They don't, they're never going to come to somebody they view as strong because they're afraid they're going to get pushed back. So this is the, the weakest motherfuckers are the bullies. Now, let me say this. If you do not empower your children... When they go to school, hey, if somebody hits you, you better hit them back. If you don't tell your kids that and you just tell them, if somebody hits you, go tell a teacher or the principal. Fuck that. When you get older, ain't no principal to tell. Ain't no teacher to tell. You are expected to stand up for yourself. And if you don't stand up for yourself, the world will fucking crush you. If you're a little boy that's getting bullied, you're going to get older. And when you work in corporate America, your boss is going to intimidate you and yell at you. You're going to be too afraid to ask for a raise. You're going to have a laundry list of issues because you've been getting punked since you was a fucking kid. And for some reason, parents, you sit back and, you know, and a lot of parents with this situation, they went to the school, they protested, they did that. And we really think we're helping by protesting bullying. We ain't stopping bullying with a protest. This doesn't. The only way you stop a pro, uh, don't not a protest. The only way you stop a bully is you punch him in the mouth. You punch him in the fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. That's how you stop him. Because if you don't, if you don't punch him, he will feel comfortable punching on you. Bottom line. And I think that you should tell your kids to walk away. I think you should tell them to be respectful. All of those things. But when none of that shit works. Your kids need to have the capacity for violence. And a lot of kids, you, you guys got kids, they might be a, a loving kid, a little chubby guy. He's a, a sweet kid, but he's a fucking pushover. It's not okay for your kids to get dominated and get their asses whooped. Mm-hmm. And you, for some reason, parents just, you allow it. That shit needs to stop. Yeah, especially because now... The um, discipline in schools is way different. Yeah, they don't they don't really suspend kids. There's no like um, get like getting expelled and all these different things. Like a lot of the times there, it, you you dang near got to bring a gun to school to really get you know any type of suspension or any type yeah. of um, you know being expelled or sent to another school or whatever the case may be. So knowing that, I feel like more parents need to take these kind of things into their own hands. Yeah, they're going to have to. Because it happens all the time. Like, I know certain situations where uh, parents will be emailing, um, <clears throat> emailing, excuse me, emailing a little under the weather. I don't know, some wind or something. It's like getting a little colder out here. Okay, but, Joe Biden, go ahead. <clears throat> but um, <laughs> the, uh, but uh, like, a, a parent will reach out to to the teacher 
a parent will reach out to the principal, vice principal, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, and nothing is happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. It might be a conversation. It might be taking a lunch away or a recess away. But other than that, it's still the same, you know, the same situation, same kids getting bullied, same kids getting picked on and all these different things. So I think, you know, I'm right there with you. A lot of these kids got to start taking matters into their own hands. You have to. And that may look like signing your kid up at the local boxing club or something mm-hmm. like that or, you know, karate or something, whatever the case may be, sending them to the MMA gym or something like that. Just so, yeah. just so, and, you know, just to play defense because yep. um, it, in, in, in reality, it doesn't even matter if you win the fight, lose the fight because it's, it's real weight classes out here. Yeah. You know, some of these bullies may sure. be like, um, Six three and some, you know, you might be like five four or whatever, and the right. bully might be six one, six two, whatever the case may be. But just the fact that somebody is going um, fight you back, win, lose, or draw, yeah. like it, 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 it makes both people, you know, caution in terms mm-hmm. of like going into that, into that, to that scuffle. So I just think that um, the confidence. Um, to fight back and not just sit there and cry and let kids pick on you and cut your hair. Mm-hmm. Even if that was a case, if, I didn't see the video, but if it was like three or four kids and the kid like, might have like socked one of them, I genuinely think on the next day when they show up to school, whether he got jumped, beat up, stomped out, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, if, if they showed up to school, they may be they may look at it a little bit different. Yeah, go like, think twice. Yeah, like so. I just think that. Um, I, I'm right there with you. Like, I think that instead of like protest, like, what are you doing protesting? Bull? Yeah. What is that? What is that? It's mean? just this progressive attitude. Yeah. It's like you progressive, but you're not using reality. Reality yeah. is, is you could protest, but now you've really just publicly accosted this kid even worse because now everybody is knows him on the news as the kid that got his fucking haircut. Now everybody laugh at him even more. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, parents. I know you think you're helping, but you made it worse. Yeah. You cannot protest bullying away. They will always be here. And you need to teach your fucking kids to stand up for themselves. Mm-hmm. You need to empower your kids. I don't give a fuck if I had a son and he was 95 pounds and his bully was 200. I tell my son, you better not ever let him bully him, bully you again. You hit him in his fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. You sock that kid in his balls. Mm-hmm. And you hit him in his nuts every fucking time he tries you. And if he, if he get too wise for the nut shot, you gouge him in his fucking eyes. And the reason why... You want you want to play dirty with my kid? I'm telling my kid to fuck yours up, and I'm dead serious. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what: if your kid still keeps thinking he could bully my kid, I will call a fake teachers conference and I'll beat your dad up. <laughs> I swear to God, that's how my dad was. My dad didn't take no shit <laughs> off nobody. Mm-hmm. There was this one kid that uh, when I was real little, when I was living in Delano back in the day, and he was probably like two grades bigger than me, big old kid, and he kind of like shoved me. And, you know, um, I shoved him back, but he got broken up. But I, I went and I ended up, I don't know how I came up, but I ended up telling my dad. And my dad came off of work and he was fucking mad. And he seen the boy. And uh, he was like, where's your dad at? Where's your dad? Hey, get this kid's dad down here so I can beat his fucking ass. <laughs> Swear to God. This is back in 93. Mm-hmm. He's like, where's, it, where's your dad at? Where's your dad at? And my dad was fucking pissed. That's one thing that I will always respect and love about my father is the fact that he did not allow anyone to get an inch on me. I remember when I broke my ankle in the eighth grade, I was playing some like pickup football out on uh, during recess time and I was hobbling out of the office and I was hurting and shit. And one of the, assi- the assistant principal at the time at Curran, Mr. Taylor, he said, you're a big kid, man. Go ahead and walk it off, man. You'll be all right. 
real old school dude, not knowing I had a broken ankle. And the whole day I was hurting real bad walking around. And when my dad found out my ankle was broke, he fucking lost it. Mm-hmm. He went up to the school raising hell. Mm-hmm. And this is what my dad said verbatim. He said, if you guys don't pay every dime of my son's fucking health care, these kids won't have a bowl of oatmeal to eat at this school. I will sue the pants off you. And they said, sir, just calm down. He said, man, fuck you. And and they literally got to it. They paid for everything, too. They paid, <laughs> they paid every dime. Mm-hmm. But as a parent, that's how proactive you need to be. Yeah. You need to be proactive in your children's life and stop being. And here's another thing, too. A young man is getting bullied, right, that can get older and still get bullied by his boss and all of that. It, it, at some point, you might get married, right, and you'll have a family. I hate to say this, but women, <clears throat> women don't feel safe around cowards. So if you're a coward and you have a wife and she, watch you, she watches you get punked, yelled at, somebody could call her a bitch and grab her ass, and you're like, baby, let's get out of here. ha. <laughs> Women don't feel safe around pussies. I'm sorry. If you a pussy and you in a marriage or relationship, she does not feel safe. Because that same woman, when she was single and she got called bitches and hoes for no reason and she was scared for her safety, now she got a man. And she don't even feel safe with a man. Why the fuck is she with you for it then? Mm-hmm. If you're going to be that much of a pussy, don't even be in a relationship. <laughs> because it comes with a certain response. It's the truth. It comes with a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a laid back dude, but if I'm married and you call my wife a bitch, I'm beating your ass <laughs> right on the spot. I'm not asking no questions. Like, because I understand that when my wife was single or out in the world and somebody called her a bitch or a hoe for no reason, she kind of felt scared because this, this dude, this man called her that and she felt defenseless. But not only is that disrespectful to me, but as a man, I need to let my wife know that she's safe with me. Mm-hmm. Right? You'll never get to that place if you a pussy. Stop encouraging these fucking kids to be pussies and have them stand up for themselves. And people will say, Eddie, it's not okay to call kids pussies. You shouldn't be doing that. They're victims. Yeah, they <laughs> They're <might>. victims. <laughs> They're victims. <laughs> well, you could, you could either willfully be a victim or you could stand up for yourself. I don't care if I had a son that got in a fight every day with the same bully. Each time that bully going to have a black eye or his nuts going to be hurting or his eye going to be hurting because I'm not I don't want my son coming back to me telling me, oh, he keeps beating me up, dad. I'm going to be like, look, you're going to have to deal with me if you don't stand up to this fucking kid. Mm-hmm. I'm not having that, man. Mm-hmm. That shit ain't cool. Yeah. I said, bro, I don't want to go on a tangent, but it, it, I've seen so much of this, bro. I may not have kids, but I was a kid at one point. And I grew up in a real rough time. In the early, in the late 80s, early 90s, your ass was food if you didn't defend yourself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no progressive <clears throat> time. It wasn't no bully awareness. You just got your ass whooped if you couldn't fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no, like, even you had to learn how to roast it. You had to learn how to uh, how to how to roast back people when people made fun of you. You had to know how to cap back. Now nowadays, you start roasting a the kid that like he's verbally bullying me. <laughs> he's bullying me on the internet. <laughs> Man, how the fuck you get bullied on the internet, homie? We got if back in the day you got bullied face to face. It wasn't no cyber bullying back then. Yeah, they just be like, I'm gonna beat your ass after school. And at once that bell rung, you was going to get your ass whooped after school if you didn't know how to fight. Mm-hmm. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. I got in a lot of, at junior high, I got in some fights, man. 
You was fighting that current? Yeah, I got in some fights, bro. I won every one of them, too. <laughs> but my thing is, I never wanted to fight nobody. I've mm. always been the same person. Mm. I've never been a guy that was violent and, and picking fights or nothing. Mm -hmm. But when it came down to it, I would be a little bit scared only because I don't want to fight nobody. But once I start whooping his ass, I'm like, oh, I'm beating this nigga's ass. That's when you realize niggas don't really know how to fight. Nah. Because mm -hmm. it's like the fight going in slow motion. That's mm -hmm. how you know you whooping their ass. Yeah. Because it's like, boop. And you Boop. got a seven foot wingspan, so niggas is really getting niggas is getting Jordan pulled out here. Oh man, I remember I got in a fight with this one dude. I ain't gonna say his name. I actually seen him over at the wedding at DJ's wedding. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I beat the shit out of that nigga in the seventh grade. Beat his ass. I socked that nigga all over the basketball court. He was with his girl, and I seen him. I was like, "What's up, dog?" And he was kind of reluctant to speak. Kind of like, remember when I whipped your ass at Kern in the seventh grade? <laughs> He tried to throw a basketball at me and missed. <laughs> it's weird when you beat somebody up back in the day and then you see him as a grown man and you still be thinking like, nigga, you still can't fuck with me. You st I'll still beat your ass. How you doing, man? How's your family doing? <laughs> you still holding on to that? I don't know if you holding on to it, but it's a little bit of awkwardness. It's a little bit of awkwardness. What if, he, what if his girl was like, hey, babe, how you know Eddie? Oh, I used to beat that nigga's <laughs> ass back in seventh grade. <laughs> Yo, hey man, and you know here's the worst part about it. I'm just going on a fuck. I'm, I'm, I hate hogging up the mic, the mic too much. <laughs> but the thing I hate about fighting is it's so childish, mm -hmm. you know. But as a man, that's how I really feel. But as a kid, everyone's a child. People are not using their brains. Yeah. You, you you have to understand that when you and these kids is worse because these motherfuckers got phones. So if you getting bullied and beat up, it's all going to YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. These little motherfuckers got social media. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. If you're going to bully my son, you're going to also get on video. My son socking you in the motherfucking nuts. Mm -hmm. That's what you're going to get. Yo, I think this video gonna get taken down from YouTube, bro. <laughs> I really do, but yeah, I mean, we, it's, not, in there. it's not like we getting a bunch of views on there anyway. So <laughs> fuck YouTube. <laughs> but yeah, man. But that that's that's my take. It it just it's a very nuanced conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it ain't much more to it than like, especially like for parents out there. Mm -hmm. And I ain't got kids myself, so I ain't telling nobody how to parent. But just in terms of like working with kids and understanding like what the school district look like, mm -hmm. um, you definitely have to to. You got to monitor your kids more than um, the school because a lot be mm -hmm. going on. A lot be going on in school, and <clears throat> and you know that that goes unsaid, goes unreported. I be hearing stories from my niece. She'll come back to school and she's saying all kind of stuff, like kids touching her hair. And yeah, somebody stole this. Somebody stole that. Somebody stepped on her shoes. All these like little things going on. Yeah, and the teachers is obviously not doing nothing. Yeah, so. You know, that's the, you know, for me, I'm just like, yo, put these kids in self-defense classes. And um, like you said, punch, punch them in their mouth, kick them in their nuts. And that hey, would change the whole scenario. I'll say it like this. If I was a teacher and I seen a kid keep getting bullied and I reported it, and then finally the, the kid that getting bullied start getting the best of the bully, <clears throat> I'm going to just let him get his ass whooped. I'm going to be like, hey, Billy, stop punching him. Hey, why are you doing that? I'm not even going to let, I'm going to let that kid get his ass whooped. Then I'm going to break it up like, hey, man, you guys got to break it up. Yeah. Then I'm gonna give him a little fist pump on the way. Yep, to the I show sure am. Like, man, good job defending yourself, bro. Because <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you are setting your kids up. You said, "Look, I don't have kids, so I don't want to tell people how to parent." Well, I will. 
Stop letting your kids get bullied. Stop. Just because you a punk don't mean your kid got to get punked at school. Mm-hmm. Just because you went through life being a pussy don't mean you let your kid go to school and get slapped up for no reason. Yeah. And people talk about, oh, that's fighting is not the answer. <clears throat> so you mean to tell me that protesting is the answer? Protesting in front of you cannot protest bullying. It's some shit. It's some shit you cannot protest. The bully is not even gonna see that. No, nah, the bully ain't gonna care. He'd be like, "Ha ha, that's the kid's mom that I bully." Mm-hmm. They don't. Mm-hmm. Kids don't think like us, man. Mm-hmm. You bullying teenagers, bro. Yeah, man. These some of the worst motherfuckers ever. Yeah. You ever seen a little kid in the store doing something they shouldn't be doing? You'd be like, "Man, that kid need to get his ass whooped." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's because that's a real emotion. Mm-hmm. I really wish somebody would whoop that motherfucker's ass. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you doing some shit you should not be doing. Mm-hmm. And and ultimately, as an adult, see, they got a place for bullies, right? You know, when you when you get older and you think you can still do that, it's, it's called jail, mm-hmm. right? And the same kids that try to be bullies and the same kids that don't listen to authority figures and the same kids that's skipping school and doing drugs they end up in prison. You know how I know that? I went to school with five dudes that's doing life in prison for murder, okay? So I seen, I could remember, I could play back all the shit they was doing, talking over the teacher, uh, skipping school, getting in fights, always smoking weed or doing <clears throat> drugs. And then you get older, they got a place for you. It's called prison. Yeah. And But here's the thing, though. They got a place for people that get bullied. And it's called corporate America. Where you you too afraid to ask for a raise because your boss is laughing at you. He does not respect you. Mm-hmm. He can make you do whatever he wants and you won't tell him no because you're too much of a pussy to tell him, oh, uh, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. You just stop doing this, please. Yeah. You know, I don't want to I don't want to keep reiterating the same points. But I think it's I think it's very important to get this through to anybody that has a kid, anybody that's a parent listening to this shit. Even if you got a daughter, some of your daughters will get jumped just because she's pretty. I seen pretty girls that got jumped by three ugly girls just because the girl was pretty. Light skin girls too. Oh, bitch! You think you something, bitch? You think you something? And they jump her for no reason. I've seen it. They grabbing about her hair, punching her just because the girl was pretty. These kids come from broken homes and they take on the same character traits as they sorry ass parents. Mm-hmm. If I ever found out, if I had a son or a daughter and I ever found out that they was bullying somebody, I would whoop their ass. I really would. I wouldn't beat them like put them in a hospital, but they would get an ass whooping if I ever found out my kid was <clears throat> bullying somebody. Mm-hmm. Because my thing is, is. Obviously, I don't have kids, but I would pride myself of giving my child and my kids real world applications and life lessons that would humble them and keep them honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to have kids that stand up to a bully yeah. for someone else. My yeah. father was that person. Mm-hmm. You know, my uh, shout out to Mark. Mark told me, man, when I was a little kid, when I was little and I was small, people would pick on me and your dad would beat them all up. Mm-hmm. My dad was beating up bullies back and forth. Every other day, beating bullies up. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know that until Market told me. Yeah. So you know, I I think that's a beautiful thing, man. You know, I want I want to have children that have that character, that 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 uh that type of character. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody that's gonna step up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Um, anything else, Keith? Nope. Switching gears. 
Um, um, Matt Hatton, Matt Hatton, congressional candidate, publishes a porn video to highlight his sex positive platform. All right. Now, let me go ahead and read the article real quick to give you a little more context of what this is. All right. Mike Itkis, a running against uh, against Republican Jerry Na- uh, Nadler and, and wants to legalize sex work. Uh, independent candidate for Congress Mike Ickes, who is running against Jerry Adler in Manhattan's 12th congressional district, is pictured in a scene from a porn video, <laughs> Bucket List Bonanza. In a, in a grunt for attention, third-party co- congressional candidate Mike Itkes has released a sex tape to highlight his sex-positive campaign platform. The 53-year-old Army cyber operations officer is bound to lose to Re- Republican Jerry Nadler in Manhattan's 12th congressional district. But he posted the 13-minute video to a popular online porn site of him having sex with a porn performer, Nicole Sage, as a conversation piece. He told City and State, if I just talk about it, it wouldn't demonstrate my commitment to the issue. And the fact I actually did it was a huge learning experience. Bro, I think this is his, this is his kink. Mm-hmm. It ain't got nothing to do with you winning, nigga. You didn't have to fuck somebody to fucking do this. You gonna lose now, man. <laughs> you you knew you was gonna lose, so you like, you know what? At least they gonna see my dick now. Yeah, that's all you wanted, man. Mm-hmm. You you didn't really care about like, man. Come on. Anyways, um, and the fact that I actually did it was a huge learning experience, and it actually influenced items on my platform. His issues include legalizing sex work and making sexual rights explicit. Do not rely on privacy or free speech, uh, where sex positivity is one of these campaign issues, which are all thin on details. Ickes, whose bio identifies himself as not married, no kids, not celibate, atheist. This nigga is Oh, this nigga put not married, no kids, not celibate atheist. This nigga is really pushing the envelope. Mm-hmm. Also seems to take aim at child support payments, writing that men should not be required to support biological children without prior agreement. Like this dude is just. This nigga is the devil. This nigga is not winning. He just figured like I'm gonna lose. So since I'm going out with a bang, literally, y'all might yeah. as well see my cock. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, when I think about this whole situation, I just think about like, baby, how are you doing? Well, mama, let me whisper in your ear. Something that you like to hear. Wait till you see my dick. (laughs) That's what this dude is. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. He, um, (laughs) that's a nasty man. I I just don't understand, like, I don't understand the connection, right? Because the sex workers, from my understanding, porn is legal, right? And I think mm-hmm. the sex workers primary is it it's not necessarily illegal stuff though, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Porn is legal though. It's legal. Yeah, that's what I yeah, cuz sex I think, work is separate. <clears throat> it's it's also in porn, but I guess sex work like prostitution is not legal. Mhm. That to to my under, to my understanding, I'm very ignorant cuz I don't live in the sex work world. I've right. just gotten I'm out here in regular regular America podcasting right. and whatnot. Right. But I I when I think about sex work, I think about them like trying to legalize certain things like prostitution and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just curious to know what his like what his real take is and like the sex positivity. Because when I think about sex positivity, I think about the actual narrative behind like I, it, it reminds me of like the slut walk and stuff like that. Yeah, it's not a real fight. <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand like how 
having sex on camera is, you know, that. And I think that, like you said, I, I think he just used that as an opportunity to have yeah. sex with a porn star. That's all. Yeah. And, he, you know, he's just trying to also, he probably going to create OnlyFans and try to make some money off it. Yeah. Because you know you ain't winning, man. Mm-hmm. This is just an opportunity for you to sell motherfuckers that you could fuck or something. But but I, I will say anybody can run, right? And mm-hmm. I don't know the, 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 um, how legit this guy is in terms of mm-hmm. politics, but... If I wanted to run for mayor, and I don't know, I might have to be a certain age, but mm-hmm. if I wanted to run for mayor of Bakersfield, I could just, you know, put the paperwork in and, and, and run a campaign. He's not the first person, porn person to run. It was somebody else that ran years ago. Who was that? You, you remember? I can't remember who it was. It wasn't Alexis Texas. It was some other porn star, though, mm. that ran. It's like, you know you're not going to win. You're just doing it to promote something. Yeah. He's like, as your governor, I will suck cock every day. You be like... <laughs> That's not helping the people. <laughs> That's not helping us. Alexis Texas running for mayor. It's like, I don't know. This ain't help. I mean, unless you're sucking our cocks. I mean, that, <laughs> that would help us. That would definitely help with mental health, I guess. For sure. <laughs> That's the only way I can see it. Like, if you if you really out here, um, not the sex positivity thing, but really promoting getting head. You right. know what I mean? Like, if, you have a, if you're in a relationship, your man should be getting Head every time they wake up in the morning, and you just see the audience clapping like, "Yeah, that's right, yeah, that's right." <laughs> it'd be it'd be the first time Democrats and Republicans come together. I, I was for one common cause. I was chilling with my guy yesterday, or not yesterday, but uh, last week, and uh, him and his girl they were like in the elevator, and we, we they were having like this whole relationship discussion, and he was like really into the conversation and just admitting to some of the stuff that he was doing wrong and whatnot. Like, yo, you know, I need to be more positive in our relationship. I need to communicate better, all Mm -hmm. these different things. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm proud of you. Just cheering him on. And then we walk out, we get to the elevator and he was like, babe, like you just been stingy with the head. I just need you to give me a little Uh, bit more. (laughs) I just need you to give me a, and I thought he was joking, but he was serious. Oh my God. Yeah. You just stingy with the head. Like, yeah, come on, man. Just a little head, a little head every now and then. You should never have to ask for head. (laughs) Your girlfriend or wife should be willing to do that. Yeah. Like they should have a desire to do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not, if I, if I have to ask you for head, then it's like, we got a fucking problem. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Can you imagine somebody like putting that in the law? They'll be like, <laughs> they want to write it in the law. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, empty balls should be a law. Empty <laughs> balls should be a law. <laughs> That's empty what we need to be now. protesting. Not no bullying. Empty right. my balls. Yeah. There's no reason why a man should have a full balls going yeah. out, going out into the world. A man should not be backed up. Yeah. A man should not be having sperm cramps. <laughs> Blue balls is it's just it should be not. Blue balls is a real thing. It's a terrible sure. experience. Yeah, I've definitely had it before. It's a terrible. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. we have. It's like when a woman gets you worked up and she's like, you know, I'm not ready right now. Yeah. And you like you respect it obviously as a man who only deals in consensual sex. Mm-hmm. So you're like, hey, it's completely fine. You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then you know, she, you know, they they try to play that game where they want to cuddle with you first and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's fine. I, I that's not a big deal. Yeah, I want you to be comfortable. So that's fine. Yeah. And then finally they bust it open and you'd be like, oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's about time. Oh God. <laughs> I, I get I get I get the whole thing of like women don't owe you anything. They don't. Women but, don't women don't owe you shit. But um 
definitely that that's enough pain to where you just want to send her home. Yeah, right. Like, like when are you going home? Right, right. That's true. It's like, look, it's I, Uber outside. I want to make you comfortable, and I'm a respectful guy, but I was under the impression that something was going to happen. No, my Even, dick was under the impression <laughs> that you was going to give me some head or something like that. That's the worst. That's the worst, because when you you you... You've been through this scenario before, and usually you have a certain outcome. Yeah. Now you got this throbbing erection with no penetration. <laughs> now your nuts is hurting and shit. <laughs> and you're trying to, you continuing to be respectful, right? Mm. But I don't think women have, they can't see that from their vantage point. They can only see like, you know what? Eddie's a really respectful guy. He's making me feel very comfortable. I appreciate this. Mm -hmm. But in their mind, they're like, you know what? Next time I'll give him some pussy. Not this time, but next that time. That sounds crazy. And it's like, you leave my house, now I got nut cramps and shit. Yeah, you can't be sitting on my laps thinking like, yeah, next time I'm, I'm going to give it up to him. It's like, oh. he's work, he's, he's been very patient. I'm going to give him some pussy next The worst time. part about it, sometimes I could tell for a fact that when that happens, women actually be wanting to have sex. Mm -hmm. they yeah, they'd they be like stopping themselves. They, yeah, they'd be like, mm -hmm. I, I can't, I can't. Like, and they're doing all the, they're doing all the engagement. Like, they'll mm -hmm. be on you, and then they're like, I just can't, I can't. And you, mm -hmm. you, you got your hands off of her, like, hey, it's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to do anything. Sometimes women be like mid head saying that, like, oh, 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 I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's okay. You can finish. It's, it's fine. It's okay to finish. I won't judge you. <laughs> it's like you just gave me 35% head, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. How you gonna stop mid head? <laughs> That's comedy. Oh my God. Yeah, do better. Yeah, but I think it takes it takes a strong man to see like a woman doing it. Cause here's the thing though. This is what you don't want to happen. You don't want a woman that's either having sex or giving you head and she's doing that because she wants to do it for you. Mm-mm. Nope. I want you to do this for you, not mm -hmm. me. I want you to be turned on. I want you to be the one that's having that's having fun having sex. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to be doing it for my pleasure because now that's going to be one-sided. I don't want to be the mm -hmm. guy that's seen as like an asshole because I kind of almost co coerced you into having sex. Mm -hmm. That will not happen. Yeah. I'd rather have blue balls than have that. Mm -hmm. A lot of men probably wouldn't agree with that. They'd be like, you're going to start sucking, you're going to have to finish. Mm -hmm. And it's like, nah, you don't want to do that, sir. Mm-hmm. That 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 could end, land you in jail. <laughs> now you're gonna be in jail with hurting nuts. I think women can have. Uh, there's like a woman version of blue balls. What's that? I don't know what it's called, but it's like I think it's like pink something. But I think oh, it's, the same. it's oh. like like a similar similar feeling. That's what I heard. Through really the, through the grapevine. Women? There's no way women get. <clears throat> I don't know what I, I've never heard a woman describe that before. Mm -hmm. Cause the thing is, is men give in. We always give the dick up. Mm -hmm. We don't fight. We, you know, we don't be like, "Oh, I can't give you dick right now. I'm not ready." <laughs> you know, here's the thing, though. <clears throat> this is the thing that's a that's a double standard. If a man told a woman like, "I'm not ready right now," she'd be like, "I think he's gay." <laughs> For sure. They'd be like, "I think he might be gay." <laughs> you, if you tell a woman you're not ready, you will never get that pussy mm -hmm. ever. She's gonna tell her friends. They're gonna be like, "Yeah, girl, he might be gay, girl." Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, you should have tried to stick a finger in his booty. He might have liked that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> next time she tried, he like, "Hey, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to me?" <laughs> yeah, you generally, if you don't, if you what don't if she was right though? What if she started doing? It? He was like, "Hey, why are you doing this?" Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that, mom. <laughs> 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 
Oh, <laughs> uh, man. You shouldn't be doing... No, don't, don't do this to me. I, that's improper. Oh, oh shit. Oh. What was that? Uh, Stifler? I guess mm-hmm. they were milking the prostate. I forgot what movie that was. It was American Pie, I think. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. They got... Um yeah, if you if you are a guy and you try to like save yourself for the next time you hang out with a girl, you probably never gonna have sex with her. Nah, nah, you're not, you're not, you're mm-hmm. not. Even if you have a not a great performance, because I've given some bad dick before. I might have been depressed or something, or going through something. And I was trying mm-hmm. to get some pussy and I wasn't really at my mm-hmm. at my best, mm-hmm. and it, it, I didn't get a second shot at it. Yeah. Yes, I, I know it's that. times it's times that women that women believe in your potential and they'll be like, Yeah, we can hang out and then you get your get back and it's cool. But it's yeah. other times you give women bad dick, they're mm-hmm. like, you know what? I could get dick somewhere else. Yeah. And women definitely can. Yeah. You know, so if you I don't even expect to get it again. <laughs> if I if I don't really If you don't put out the first time. Nah, if I don't put out yeah. good if, if I and I, I'm self aware, so I know <clears throat> my performance ain't very great. You just gotta be surprised that they text you back. Yeah. Like you gotta send a text like <laughs> You'd be like, hey, so it's a beautiful day, right? <laughs> it's a beautiful Wednesday. What you got to do for sure is not talk about the experience at all. No, don't talk about it. Don't bring it up in don't any capacity. Don't bring it up. And mm-hmm. then you have to create an outing that would, you know. Yeah, to try to make it make it look like something. You'd be like, yeah, um, so a couple drinks, my place, watch a movie Saturday night. Mm-hmm. How about that? It's like, yeah, we could do that. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, okay. Cool. All right. Cool. cool. I get my. Then you can do a blue chew. You know what I'm saying? You do some push ups, get that yeah, blood get circulating get real good. Blood, so yes, for sure. Eat, make sure you got a good diet that week. Make yep. sure you're ready to go. Clean it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Got to do it. Mm-hmm. We got to get, get ready for sex, man. We can't just, you know, a lot of times women, you just got to have WAP. That's all you got to have. <laughs> it's more of a process for guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got to, you know, take it supplements. The There's, supplements. For, and the supplements got to be timed. Yeah, but yeah. the thing about it though is 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 there are natural supplements that mm-hmm. you can take as a man that help you with your energy and vitality and sexual mm-hmm. like uh there's one called black maca. It's it's a good product. Mm-hmm. Black I take black maca, ashwagandha, I take uh red beet powder and I take a uh, men's multivitamin. Mm-hmm. That's what I take. I take it every day. Mm-hmm. And uh I take the ashwagandha under the tongue, but it's it's all it's for men's health. Mm-hmm. But ashwagandha is like a penis health mm-hmm. like pill. Mm-hmm. Or not pill. This one is like the um the you know the squeeze. Mm-hmm. It's like you squeeze under the tongue or like drops in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that. Mm-hmm. But those are good, man. Got you. Yeah. If that don't work, the OG Viagra is still out there. Yeah, but that stuff's not really natural, man. <clears throat> yeah, you don't want to take really take that. If yeah. you if if, you, if you, here's the thing, if you take one of those, you're gonna be, you might blast that pussy in outer space, man. Yeah, I just gotta see. So if you got some Viagras, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I heard you really shouldn't be eating the whole Viagra. You're supposed to eat like half of it or some shit. Yeah. You, eat a you whole, have an erection for like twelve hours. If you if you gonna fucking if you take a whole Viagra, you might as well just put on a whole SWAT team uniform. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, are you in there? <laughs> put your hands up. I came for some pussy. <laughs> yeah, and you gotta you gotta like you can't you can't do nothing else. It no. ain't like it, you know you can't take a Viagra and go grocery shopping. No, nah, not at all. Walking around Albertsons with that, hard dick. Yeah, they'll they'll label you a terrorist. No, oh, for sure. Yeah, like, he's been walking around Smart and Final with a hard dick the whole day, 
Call the cops <laughs> right now. That's indecent exposure for sure. Yeah, you can't be walk. If you walk around with erection, you will get arrested. I was telling me and my friend, we were talking about like the stupid stuff we was doing as kids, and he was talking about. I think he said something. He was like, "Man, I uh, I stood on the lunch table and just showed everybody my dick or something like." No. That. Yeah, I forget, he might have been like the third grade or something. Oh my god! And I was like, "Dang, bro, it's crazy that you say that," because that reminds me of when we was kids. When we was in like the fourth grade, what we would do is like we would rub our stuff and get it get it hard, and then we would walk around the classroom like make an excuse to go like. That shit wild. Sharpen. When you <laughs> told me that shit, I was like, that's wild, yo. You might not want to tell that story. <laughs> you told it once, Keith. You told it twice. Okay. Yeah. I'm really out here. Yeah, somebody going to pull this clip and be like, I was in that class. And he, he had a little dick. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I was in the fourth grade. <laughs> I was in the fourth Yeah. What, what did Dre say? You was fronting on me then, but how about now? Because I'm up right now. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Yeah. yeah. That's bad. Jeez. I remember um, it's a trip when you think about when you're a little kid. You really shouldn't be pulling your stuff out because it's mm. not big. <laughs> you shouldn't be pulling that shit out. You got a little fourth grade cock. Like, hey, you guys. <laughs> like, man, if you don't put that motherfucking pencil away, nigga. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious, bro. Yeah, man. That's yeah. that's wild, bro. Mm. That's, and the thing about it, if a kid did that now, nigga, he would get expelled. Mm-hmm. If a kid jumped on the table and pulled his weenie out, bro. I don't know. It's a sex positivity movement. Nah, 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 nah. They kick you the fuck out now. Kids should be allowed to pull their cocks out whenever they want to. Why you do Bill Clinton's voice? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> protesting for <laughs> sex we, positivity. We need more kids to pull cocks out. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. <laughs> ain't, ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. There's some weird shit going on with Bill, man. You see, I guess uh, at Epstein Island, they had a picture of Bill Clinton in the fucking dress. Mm-mm, I didn't see that. It's a picture, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Epstein. It's a painting of Bill Clinton in a fucking dress. I've seen mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That shit looked wild, yo. Yeah. And it looked too realistic. Like it was a picture, like a painting of something. A painting mm-hmm. of Bill Clinton in a dress. Mm-hmm. These politicians being some wild shit, yo. Mm-hmm. It was some documentary here locally in town. They called it the Lords of Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. Literally, it was like all kind of different people that was supposed to be involved, like Ed Jagels and a, a, a bunch of other people involved in like fucking boys. Oh my gosh. No, this is a true story. If you guys get a chance to look it up, it's called the Lords of Bakersfield. It's like high political figures from here. Los Angeles, and they're having sex with underage boys. Was uh, like some priests and stuff involved? Or I don't know if a priest involved, but where there's boys, there's priests. So there must have been one of them around somewhere. Yeah. Dang. That's got awesome. Yeah, I know. There wow. was a couple um, like churches here, uh, the Catholic churches, where some of the priests had to step down because they was messing with underage boys and stuff. There was a, there was a, um, I think it was somebody talking about, um, Oh, fuck. I seen it on TikTok. This shit was wild, bro. There was a priest, right? There was a priest, and um, he was on leave for something. He was sick or something had happened, and he was away. And uh, they basically said his living conditions at home were not good enough for him to return back to his home. So they sent a cleaning crew to clean his house. And they said it was in his house. It was a, it was like um, a walkway full of tapes. Like, you know, back in the day, they had VHS 
it was a bunch of VHS tapes and it was like a like a walkway. Imagine like hoarders, but it's a bunch of just cassette tapes everywhere, everywhere, just cassette tapes. And they were picking these cassette tapes up and cleaning it and putting stuff around. And when they finally some of, they start looking at some of these tapes and it was all child porn. Mm-hmm. This priest had over a thousand child porn tapes in his fucking house. That's sick. Mm-hmm. It was so many fucking sex tapes that they created a walkway with the tapes. They were stacked almost to the roof, Keith. Mm-hmm. That's wild. That's a real sickness. That's, That's a real. Regular. This motherfucker <clears throat> was a priest. Mm-hmm. That shit is wild. Mm-hmm. I don't get why. Why is this always a problem? I guess because technically it's not a sin in the Bible to do what they're doing. What you mean? I don't know. They've they've did a workaround, I guess. That's a sin. It's a sin, mm-hmm. but for some reason they keep doing it. Yeah, not that not because it's not a sin. They just got some real sickness going on. I, yeah, I don't know what's up with the boys. There's yeah. a there's it's more nuanced than that. There's like a deep history of yeah, priest and thing. it's priest and other people. Joe Rogan was talking about it too. About back in the like way back in the day, they had they called them not sires, but they called them something um, where they like a lot of these upper these priests and prominent people all had a boy mm-hmm. they all had like a little boy they hung around and it's like that's fucking sick it's beating little cheeks that's, that's fucking sick. terrible yeah they'd be Dang. like hello governor what are you doing today <laughs> they'd be like come to my room <laughs> god damn you <laughs> fucking creepy priest motherfucker that is weird i'm supposed to be telling you confession you son of a bitch that's yeah. That's it's a strange correlation, I, and it, like you said, there's a long history of that. There, uh, there was that movie that uh, the guy I forget the guy's name, but he plays uh, the Hulk. Um, mm. It was a it was a story in Boston where the the news reporters were uncovering this like long history of oh my god yeah they were interviewing the um, the people that were affected by it and stuff like that. It's a movie I forget the name of the movie, but yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. That shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, imagine going to confession. Mm-hmm. You telling them, like, ah, you telling me what's going on in your life, young man. They'd be like, well, first off, I'm only 16. Tell me more. <laughs> You'd be like, damn, this nigga's really on it. Yeah. Yeah. God dang. Don't they? They're nasty, too. So you could imagine, like, the, the 16-year-old boy, like, going in there, like, yeah, there's... um. There's this guy named uh, Jake at school. He's uh, he's just bullying me. He's like, okay, what's, <laughs> does Jake have a mustache? Does Jake have pimples on his face? <laughs> like, uh, is it Jake from State Farm? <laughs> does Jake have a uniform? <laughs> does Jake wear a red shirt? Is it a red blazer? Does Jake try to sell you insurance? <laughs> yeah, these motherfucking priests are sick, man. I don't know how we got here. This is a dark place. Dude, this is a very, very dark. <laughs> Just hang on. We're getting to something serious, guys. Hang in there. It's gonna be a busy Monday for you guys. <laughs> hey, hey, some of you guys are gonna be in transit. That's where most people listen to podcasts. So some of mm-hmm. you guys are listening to this shit, and I know um, if you got your kids in the car, you got to put earmuffs on them. Yeah, ain't no way you can listen to this podcast <laughs> with those fucking kids in the back. Yeah, you better go to McDonald's and get them, you know, get them a little sausage muffin and put some fucking earmuffs on. <laughs> they can't listen to this. <laughs> Mommy, what's a priest? You be like, no, gotta turn this shit off. <laughs> yeah, 
Mm-hmm. You think kids were scared of clowns? This should be priests. <laughs> you dressed up as a priest, nigga. They should just arrest Dang. you. Dang. They should show up as priests on Halloween. You'd be like, I came to meet your child. They'd be like, nigga, if you don't get away from my house, <laughs> I know it's you, Darnell, but don't be scaring me like that. Get away from me. Get away from my family, man. That's how it should. That's how, like, the real, uh, like, haunted houses should be. Mm. Just, like, like, the most scariest things that people see, like, that that we really are scared of in real life, not like monsters and stuff like yeah. that, but like like priests. These motherfuckers is monsters. Priests and janitors and stuff. Yo, like I that. seen this girl dressed up as a nun like two years ago, mm-hmm. and she had a big old booty. I was like, damn. <laughs> Too bad she's saving herself. <laughs> she's not giving it up. <laughs> That's some sacred booty right there. You know That's what's crazy. funny? You know that the top. Um, <clears throat> I guess like the the most uh, women that wear the most risque costumes during Halloween. There's a couple. One of them is when they dress up like a cat. Yeah, they definitely gonna be showing ass with a tail back there. Mm-hmm. They gonna have like a fake tail with their ass cheeks out. That's one. Another one is a, like a cop, but you they don't look like a cop at all. They just usually like they cut the uniform up and mm-hmm. now everything's hanging out. His cheeks out. Another one is a dominatrix, you know, where mm-hmm. they got black like leather on with a with a whip, and that patent, that and they, shiny patent leather. Yep, yeah, and they mm-hmm. got the fishnet with their butt cheeks out. Mm-hmm. Um, I be seeing the devil. Oh, the devil. Mm-hmm. Yep, they got horns, and um, apparently the devil um, has a moose knuckle. Um, yeah, I didn't know the devil was that thick. Yeah, the devil be thick. If as the motherfucker. devil was that thick, I might. I might not be Christian no more. <laughs> <laughs> I might be a Satanist. If <laughs> devil, that's it. <laughs> oh, man. Like, Keith, what you doing here? <laughs> Nigga, I'm, try- I'm trying to see some ass. <laughs> you, <laughs> you trying to see my devil ex? <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. What's wild is like we, we're supposed to be like a country that's based in like Christian beliefs, but we mm-hmm. motherfuckers be dressed up as the devil and shit. Yeah. You'd be like, damn. Mm-hmm. Yo. Hey, can we can we reveal like what we going to do or are we just going to keep that? I think we just got to pop we, up. We just got to pop up, man. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what we talk about later. <laughs> later. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, um, we went on a freaking tangent here, so we're going to have to move it along. Um. Switching gears. Yeah. Recently, Kanye West was sued by George Floyd's <clears throat> estate. Um, he was recently on the uh, uh, Drink Champs podcast, and he was on having a manic moment just saying things, and he mentioned that he felt that George Floyd died of fentanyl and not being choked out for nine minutes by a cop, which that has been disproven by the coroner who stated he died from strangulation. Mm-hmm. All right. Um the, Flo- the family of George Floyd plans to file a $250 million lawsuit against Ye. Um, the family of George Floyd announced Tuesday they will file a $250 million lawsuit against Ye, the rapper formerly known as Kanye West, following comments he made about George Floyd's death on, a drink- on the podcast Drink Champs. Um, Hennepin County Medical Examiner's office ruled that George Floyd's death was, homo- was a homicide, caused by Derek Chauvin, kneeling on George Floyd's neck for over eight minutes. But Ye, who was a guest on the last weekend's po- episode on the podcast, hosted by rapper Nori and DJFM, put forth the idea that it wasn't Chauvin who caused Floyd's death, but he died from fentanyl use. 
Um, it says the, the family seeks damages for defamation, harassment, and more. Um, the lawsuit will be filed by Roxy Washington, the mother of Gianna Floyd, George Floyd's uh, only daughter and the sole beneficiary of his estate. Washington plans to sue Ye, his business partners and associates for harassment, misappropriation, defamation, and infliction of emotional distress seeking $250 million in damages. According to the statement from Washington attorneys, Kanye's comments are a repugnant attempt at to discount George Floyd's life and profit from his inhumane death. And attorney Pat Dixon III we will hold Mr. West accountable for his flagrant remarks against Mr. Floyd's legacy. Attorney for the family have also issued a case, a cease and desist letter to Ye for his comments. Um, free speech rights do not include harassment, lies, misrepresentation, and the misappropriation of George Floyd's legacy. Some words have consequences, and Mr. West will be made to understand that, said Kay Harper Williams, another uh, of Washington's attorneys. Here's the thing. Free speech, it means, it doesn't mean you're not free of pushback. Now, the problem with Kanye West, and, and shame on Candace Owens and Noriega of the Drink Champs podcast, trying to get cheap content. You under, I think by this time, we all understand that Kanye West is mentally ill. He is, he's, he's been, um, what do you call it, when a doctor... Uh, tells you that you have something diagnosed he's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder mm -hmm. which which requires medication mm -hmm. and kanye west stays off his meds and he has manic moments Saying lexi what's the lexi lexapro mm -hmm. lexapro uh is what he's he even talked about on the song he's like mm -hmm. something so when i'm off the lexapro which he admitted that he was off of his medication mm -hmm. now when you're having a manic moment like that and you're on these platforms, these platforms understand that you're going to say something wild. They're just using you for clips. And I think that Noriega did not need <clears throat> to have fucking Kanye on there. And I, I think that, that was, was really random. That was really random. And his excuse was like, I was really inebriated and I want to apologize to the Floyd family. Um, first of all, motherfucker, you were trying to get clicks. You were, and you didn't even need the clicks like that. And you deleted the content because you want to absolve yourself of being sued. That's all it is. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I don't like the concept of drink champs is you're inebriated every episode. That's like glorifying fucking alcoholism. You don't need alcohol to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't want to shit on the drink champs, drink, drink champs platform. But when Nori really gets drunk, he's talking over all the guests. Motherfucking like, that's right. That's right. Make some noise. And the, bam, per bam, bam, bam. the person's right in the middle of saying a fucking sentence. Make some noise. No, he got a real saliva you talk to. Yeah, you know, it's like sloppy like basically we'll be getting going right now. I think I think I think Kanye is a person that back in the day he was really making some dope ass beats. You'd be like, man, this nigga got two pounds of saliva in his mouth. You know what? But he, the funny thing about it is because his platform is so big, he could do no wrong. So if we get any comments from people, in our comment section, they'll be like, look at these two unsuccessful podcasters having an opinion about a successful podcast. Mm -hmm. Because that's how that's how shallow people think. Mm -hmm. Truth be told, me and Keith have been doing this for over four and a half years. Mm -hmm. We've made intentional decisions of who to have and not to have on the podcast for a reason. And the reason why is because we don't want to risk like somebody just being too off the hinges. If you're an unreliable person, we don't want you on. And we don't really have that many guests anyways. Yeah. I think I think for me, like, 
I'm a Kanye West fan, and you right. know these people have real relationships with Kanye West, so yeah, I can actually understand doing the interview because you don't know what type of state you know he's in, and I don't know when that interview was recorded, but I think that the thing for me is more so in uh, like releasing the content. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think the way that um, the way that the the shop did it was probably the ideal way mm-hmm. to do it, right? So you bring, you, I mean, you don't know. And I know people are very busy, and like I say, you don't know when content is shot. Sometimes it takes two, three months for certain episodes and certain things to come out. So you shoot the episode, and then um, you know you you the like in terms of the shop. I guess they had a conversation beforehand saying that you know, asking him to kind of like be mindful of the things that he's saying. And then they do the interview and it wasn't, the, that wasn't the case. So they never aired it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the the right way to move. Right. Yeah. Um, because there are very good Kanye West interviews. Yeah, there are some is. interviews where he's, you know, he's actually, he seemed to be all there and he's, you know, he's spitting facts and, you know, he's talking about his, his brands and stuff in a way that's, um, that's not disrespectful to anybody, but, um, when you when you hear in the conversation about George Floyd and the, some of the um, the anti-Semitic comments and all these different things, yeah, you gotta you gotta um, you gotta realize that whatever that whatever the value in putting that out, whether it's clicks or you know you're trying to go viral or you know you're getting the YouTube monetization or whatever the case may be, that is not worth all the backlash. And I think that that's kind of what Nori is. Um, He's that like nothing is nothing is without consequence, right? And even mm-hmm. even even us, you know, we had a small sample size of that. Like we made um, light of uh, Rich Boy, um, oh, yeah. we made a joke, and then we had some uh, some kind on Instagram and on on YouTube. Um, there were some people that just didn't like the situation, but at the end of the day, like we we understand that the consequences mm-hmm. and the ramifications of putting out content like that. And we, you know, we kind of stand on it, right? Yeah. But I think that sometimes when you, when you, um, when you're so focused on the end goal or you're so focused on the prize, you lose sight of, you know, what the consequences may be. So yeah. instead of, you know, putting something down and living with it, like he's had to put something out and then take it down. And it, and it, and what happens too, you know, Nori gets on there and like you said, he's getting he's getting really drunk, and he's not oftentimes like pushing back on any of the comments. Mm-hmm. He's just like, so what did you say about George Floyd? And then, you know, Kanye West is going on these rants and then he's just like, OK, cool, cool. Next question. And then like he's just kind of moving on. And I don't know. I don't know the context of um, yeah. you know, those actual statements, but I'm just saying like generally how it goes in those interviews. He pushes back sometimes, but sometimes he's, he's kind of too drunk to yeah. actually like have that's, the conversation. And that's the issue. <clears throat> the issue with that platform is if you're going to be drunk, you need to have colorful conversations. Do not get involved with serious conversations while you are inebriated because you're going to you're doing a disservice to those conversations while you're drunk as fuck or whatever it is. It could be whatever the conversation is. Your conversation should not exceed a playful conversation if you are drunk. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's you're going to get problems. And 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 they could sue the Drink Champs podcast for airing that also. So that's one of the reasons he tried to do damage control. Somebody said, hey, bro, you need to take that shit down. Mm-hmm. But the fucked up part is nobody pushed back. DJ FN was sitting right there. That whole crew was sitting there. Nobody pushed back. Mm-hmm. They allowed that shit to come out. They fucked up. Mm-hmm. They fucked up. And I'll say this. Even them being a very successful podcast, me and Keith have had to edit out what someone said on this podcast before because they said something that could have seriously misrepresented them. 
Yeah. And we had it, and the, the, the dude hit me <laughs> up and was like, hey, man, you know, if you could take that out. And I said, yeah. So we took it out. Mm-hmm. Right? But me, me and Keith, before <clears throat> we even was going to release it, we'd be like, yo, I don't think that's a good look. I think that's going to make him look bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I honestly, like, you know, for me, that's that's that that's their thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That they had they would have had to deal with. I right. don't even I don't take ownership of that just because he was on our podcast. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna take ownership of it, but at the same time, imagine this podcast gets nine million views every week and that same statement's made and we put it out. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, Wow, Eddie and but Keith I, must feel that way because they allowed that shit to be on there. No, I wouldn't even think that because if you if you heard the statement in context, we didn't. It wasn't like we was just rocking with it. Right, right. It was right. more so like, dang, like that's how but, you feel, dog. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is I'm speaking on how most people interpret <clears throat> things. I'm not speaking on how we interpret it. Mm-hmm. There are people who cannot think for themselves. Yeah, they'll be like, man, look at all them coons up there. All them coons allowing that. So, you know, it that's people can't think for themselves. You're gonna have a bunch of people doing that. Yeah. And the and the objective is not to please everybody. You still have to put your content. You're gonna get pushed back regardless. Mm-hmm. But imagine this. Imagine me and you in the next two years, we have Candace Owens on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Me and you don't have Candace Owens on the podcast because we agree with her. We're having her on to have objective conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm having her on to be like, hey, I felt what you said. That was pretty irresponsible. But I felt right here you made sense. Mm-hmm. Like having a real conversation. But here's the problem. Having Candace Owens on your platform, I'm never listening to Truckers Mind podcast again. I knew they was conservative. <laughs> I knew that people can't fucking think for themselves. Mm-hmm. That's why it's you have a certain amount of responsibility as a platform that before you do something, you have to have an idea of what the consequences will be. Yeah. That's important. You know, and having Kanye on at this point, that's just irresponsible. I'm sorry. I cannot give Nori an inch. That shit was fucking irresponsible. He said dumb shit multiple times on multiple platforms, super offensive stuff, multiple times. You have to have the foresight to at least say, see that Kanye West is going to say some shit that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know, he was on an episode of Ellen one time and he was just like ranting just over and over and over and over. And it was, yeah. it was crazy. He goes on these like these like uh, runs. Right. You know, yeah. especially before he got the Yeezy brand with Adidas and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's when he was telling every I'm Walt Disney. I'm Steve Jobs. I'm Fed- Federini Felici. All like, these like. What? <laughs> I'm the new Chuck E. Cheese. I'm the new Leonardo da Vinci. I'm the new Ronald McDonald's. McDonald's does not move without yay. I'm the new Carl's Jr. I'm making my own condoms. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, these are the new Yeezy Boost condoms. $10,000 condoms. <laughs> You'd be like, this nigga is really crazy. <laughs> People ain't going to stop buying them Yeezys, man. Oh, this is what I wanted to mention, too. You know the reason why people, why Kanye cannot be canceled regardless of what he does? Why is that? It's because Kanye's brand has outshined him. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is this. When you think of Jordan, what do you think about? Um, You mean his shoes? Yeah, I'm just saying, what, what do you think about when you think of Jordan? Oh, his shoes. But more specifically, you think of this. Oh, you mean the logo? You think of the Jumpman, mm-hmm. right? You think of the Jumpman when you think of Michael Jordan. Yeah. And that brand is so fucking massive that Michael Jordan could do something wild that's like super out of pocket. And then people be like, cancel Jordan, cancel Jordan. 
and people will be like, look, I don't agree with what he did, but like, I like his shoes. You're going to get a lot of people that do that. Mm-hmm. That's why Kanye cannot be canceled. You could kick him off or whatever. You could kick him out of the bank. You could do whatever. But Kanye will always exist because his brand is bigger than him now. I, I think, I don't know, man, because I they were saying that Adidas is, you know, Kanye West's behavior is under review. Like he's, I think he's, because he's losing tell, some of these brand deals. Man, they just going to tell Kanye, man, just lay low for a while. Mm-hmm. Do you really think these companies are morally sound? They don't give a fuck. They use little kids for labor. They don't give a fuck about Kanye saying nothing. But it has been examples of people being released from certain, yeah. like um, Adidas True. released Kobe Bryant. I True. think. Um, well, Co- I think Kobe's. I think his shit expired, and he left and went to Nike. Okay. Well, Reebok they uh, got rid of Rick Ross mm-hmm. after his uh, Shane. You ain't even know it comments. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But n- none of them are Kanye though. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. None of them were Kanye. Kanye West has he is the most influential person in America. I, and and it's just the truth. People say, no, that's not true. Okay, if he's not <clears> the <throat> most influential person in America, who is? Kanye is the only black person with white privilege. Think about this. Kanye got something different than white privilege. Kanye can say anything and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Very few things happen to Kanye. He can say anti-Semitic <clears throat> shit. He can say something bad about white people one moment. He can say something crazy about black people one moment. He can say whatever. And nothing happens to Kanye. Mm-hmm. Kanye is the first black person that he don't even got like white privilege. He got something that supersedes white privilege. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Teflon out here. This nigga's Teflon out here, bro. He can he say offend black people, white people. He offended Jewish everybody. People. Yeah. Yeah. Women, man. all kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he walk around with them big ass boots. Mm-hmm. Them boots are fucking huge. Yeah. And they getting bigger, yo. Yeah. It's like some can somebody stop? How do you drive with boots that big? You don't drive. You got a driver. Uh, I think he do be driving too. He, uh, you see what he was driving? Mm-mm. This nigga was driving a tank. Oh no, I didn't. It's see like that. a big old black tank that mm-hmm. Kanye was driving. It look it, it's got these it's got these big tires on the front and the back mm-hmm. and it, and it's it looked like you could use it in the army or something mm-hmm. and he was really driving that shit. That, my man's just going. This going nigga crazy. Kanye really think he Batman. <laughs> that shit wild, man. Mm-hmm. It's wild. At this point though, I really think like I think that right wing outlets, like far right wing outlets, would allow Kanye to be on their platform. Mm-hmm. That you know what I'm saying? Because the CNNs of the world, they're not gonna have that shit. Mm-hmm. But like the right wing, but the thing about it though, he went to Fox, huh? He went to Fox. He went to Fox for an interview, which mm-hmm. I thought like. But the thing about it though, it's a lot of people that's on the far right that will had a conversation with him, knowing that he's mentally ill. I think it's just cheap. Candace Owens is cheap. Nori was cheap. Anybody having a Kanye West interview at this point is cheap. Mm-hmm. It's cheap. If I swear to God, if Kanye said, "I want to come on y'all platform and I want to use the trucker's mind to get my point out." That's not going to help this platform. Mm-hmm. You think it will, right? But here's it's the problem. The backlash is not even worth it. It's not worth it. People mm-hmm. say, Eddie, you and Keith are full of shit. Y'all know y'all would have Kanye on there. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. You got to stay away. This guy is radioactive right now. You need to stay the fuck away from <laughs> him. Mm-hmm. Kanye West is radioactive. Right now, if you are any person that has a podcast or any platform, you need to stay the fuck away. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, you could I mean, especially if you don't have the I don't know. 
you know, honestly, though, to be real, right now, smaller platforms would get Kanye. Think about it. It's probably a, it's probably a podcast out there somewhere. They probably get like f- maybe 10,000 listens a week. And he is more likely to pop up there because major outlets are not. Oh, there. you're saying that like he would he would use those. Yes. Yeah. OK. He would use those smaller outlets mm-hmm. to get on there and have an interview because there's other ones that ain't going to allow it. Mm-hmm. This, you, ever heard, you ever heard of the Full Sin podcast? Mm-hmm. OK. Full Sin had Donald Trump and I listened to it mm-hmm. and I knew they was going to take it down. It was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Besides Trump's like, you know, <clears throat> Trumpisms and his like the left, the left, the left are trying to get me. Mm-hmm. They've they've set a plan for a long time. Been a long time. They've been trying to get me out. They tried to get me with COVID, but mm-hmm. I didn't get it out, right? Mm-hmm. He had those Trumpisms. Mm-hmm. But the overall conversation was very good. Mm-hmm. And they did a good job of like just sitting in, but they completely deleted it from YouTube. But I guess it was deleted due to misinformation and, yeah, you know, whatever the case. My only problem with that is, is like as much as I don't fuck with Trump, I don't think he should have been deplatformed mm-hmm. because that's a that's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to do that to everybody. You got to do that to everybody. Mm-hmm. There's some people on the far left that's got some really negative fucked up messages. They should have been deplatformed. Mm-hmm. It's this girl named Drew Drew Offalo. Drew Offalo, I think her name is. Mm-hmm. My God, this is the most toxic, terrible person on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Every post, men are worthless. They're just useless. And another day of men being trash. Mm-hmm. And it's like, do you realize that eighty percent of the suicides are coming from men, mm-hmm. and men's mental health is not being taken seriously, and they're taking their lives. But your whole platform is being engineered against men, <clears throat> tearing down men, tearing men down, especially when a lot of those, uh, a lot of those. Um, that depression comes from like men and being in certain relationships. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I literally, I literally, and I, I, I have to say this. I literally made a phone call and spoke to somebody that was going through some tough times with his lady. And he's like, I'm fucking tired of this, man. I want to take my life. And I, and I sat on the phone with him until I was certain that he was okay. Right. So when I'm having a conversation with someone that verbally told me what he wanted to do to himself. And then I go to a very far left platform. Men are trash. They're worthless. We don't need them. Every five minutes. Mm -hmm. Why is this shit still on? Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's women issues that are going on in the world that deserve attention. I don't think that men should be shitting on women. Mm -hmm. I think that women have their own battle and struggles that they go through. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, a lot of male struggles do not get taken seriously. Mm-hmm. People think that men got it easy and everything's good. Um, if it was so great, then why are so many men taking their own lives? And why are people not taking this shit seriously enough? Mm-hmm. 80% of the suicides are from men. 80%. That is that's bad, Keith. That mm-hmm. is bad. So, yeah, they might need to really start taking a look at some of these platforms that are hell-bent on talking about how worthless and how bad we don't need men mm-hmm. that's that that's that's terrible yeah we just got to be mindful of our statements we do mm-hmm. we do like even when i was talking about bullying i'm pretty sure that's going to be completely taken out of context i spoke from my heart and i believe everything that i said right i believe everything that i said and what i did also within that statement was give a solution fight back empower yourself you know what i'm saying empower the children that are going through the bullying don't just have a protest mm-hmm. and keep letting them get beat up. We mm-hmm. need real world applications for these kids. If they don't get that, 
then it's going to be you're just perpetuating the cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, little Jimmy is has a protest today, but little Jimmy going to be getting this fucking he's going to be getting his fucking head knocked off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's the, the bullying shit is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man. Um, anything else you have to offer this conversation, Keith? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, before I move on, I will say this in closing for this this conversation here. I think that Kanye West is reaching a point where people are starting to not. He's going to reach a point soon where no one's going to care what he has to say. And Kanye West will be the boy that cried wolf. And once he makes it completely to that point, that's when Kanye is going to just turn into a fossil. He will turn into a fossil at that point. What does that like? What does that literally mean? What that means is Kanye West is going to people. It's going to get to the point where, man, I haven't heard Kanye West in the news yet. I haven't mm-hmm. heard him in the news for a while. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to happen. What's going to happen is, is once you invalidate a person enough, or once they've invalidated themselves enough, they stop becoming the number one story. Mm-hmm. I can't see Kanye West still being the number one story in ten years. I can't see it. And now he could focus on his brand and his mental health. If Kanye works on his mental health and backtracks and apologizes and things like that and it's genuine he could rectify a lot of things that are going on but i just don't see it i just don't see him getting help yeah and i think that that's ego i, see that. I yeah. think he's mentally ill with ego and those two things don't go together mm-hmm. that's like mixing water and oil mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. all right you know it's crazy it would have been a be- such a beautiful story if off of the genius um off of the genius uh netflix documentary uh-huh would we see him like getting real help? You know what I mean? Like, you know, getting real mental, mental health, um, getting his mental health in order off of the back of that. Um, Cause that's when people was like, yo, like we fell in love with Kanye West again. Cause we was like, yo, this is what he came up from. This is why he got this ego. This is why he's screaming on people. Cause he just so passionate and people right. were shutting the door in his face. And then, you know, if he used that as an opportunity to get right back, get like what you call the, um, the approval rating, like you know, get his approval rating right, but now he's kind of it's just kind of like mm-hmm. up and down with Kanye. Yeah, man, there's that. But I'm sure the people are tired of hearing about Kanye. Unless you guys want more, you guys want more Kanye. You want more Kanye? Do you want more? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, switching gears. Um, I heard a story recently on TikTok about uh, head coach Doc Rivers when he used to coach for the Boston Celtics. And Kevin Garnett mentioned that they had a game, a regular season game against the Lakers. And it was in 08, I believe. And he said, Kanye, oh, not Kanye. He said that Doc Rivers told the team, everybody give me $100 right now. And they was like, what the fuck? He's like, give me $100 right now. Everybody give me $100. And then while they were in the locker room, he took that ball of cash that he got from every player. And he lifted up this panel in the roof. Because you know how a lot of roofs, they have the panels there. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, you know, the, the AC vents and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So he moved one of the panels and he put all the money. He put a ball of money up in that panel. And he said, we coming back to get this money. If you don't believe me, then get out now. If you don't believe me, then get out now. Right? And everybody was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening is, is they <clears throat> played the Lakers in the NBA Finals. In game one, Doc Rivers reached up into that panel and he pulled that money out. He said the money had cobwebs and shit all over it. And the whole team was like, yeah, like, yeah. And it's because the amount of belief that you have to have in yourself 
to to believe that you're going to be back to get that money is a it's the belief that we all need. Mm-hmm. And it may sound corny to people, but it's it's no different than um the historical fact of uh I forgot who it was that said burn the ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who who had mentioned that? I'm trying to remember who it was. Um I think that's in the um Thinking Grow Rich book, but I don't remember exactly what um it might have been like uh one of those dynasties in the Middle East or something like that. Right. It mm-hmm. was basically the objective was to not retreat. Mm-hmm. They burned the ships at the shore because they said, we're going to win this fight and we're not going to retreat. Mm-hmm. Burn the ships. So they burned the, they burned the ships as a, how do you say it? As like not even a motivational tool, but a deep belief. Yeah. The belief was so deep that, there's no retreating. There's no retreating. Mm-hmm. We're going to burn these fucking ships. We came here with an objective, and that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And and I only bring this story up, and it stuck out to me because it reminds me of why me and Keith have been doing this podcast for over four and a half years every week and, and why we, we feel that it's important uh, to do this, not only from you know a content space, but a lucrative space. I think me and Keith are going to make, I don't think me and Keith are going to make a lot of money. I know it. Me and Keith are going to be millionaires. Mm-hmm. I've spoken that into existence because it's it's true. Mm-hmm. I've already spoken it into existence. And the people listening here, they're like, Eddie, that sounds great. And I think you believe in yourself, but you're a fool. You goddamn right I'm a fool. I'm a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. But I'm a moron in believing in myself. Mm-hmm. I'm a moron in believing that me and Keith are going to do something that has never been done in Bakersfield. Take this platform and turn it into a million-dollar podcast. Mm-hmm. It's going to start off slow. I, and then I look at stories for motivation. Um, Joe Rogan did his podcast for over six years before he made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like, success doesn't come that fast. Mm-hmm. You ever heard the story of the tortoise and the hare? Mm-hmm. You know how the the, 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 the the rabbit, he's running off fast. He's passing up the fucking turtle. And the turtle's just slow and steady. Slow and steady. Slow mm-hmm. and steady. The fucking rabbit burns himself out. Mm-hmm. Turtle goes right by it. Slow mm-hmm. and steady wins the race. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You see what's going on with the, like the two different, uh, I don't want to like oversaturate people with information, but the situation is going on with the baby. Yeah, the, the baby star is dropping so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's dropping really bad because he became a song became bigger than him as an artist, and the label pushed him. And now people are starting to forget about him. And now, and but when you look at guys like La Russell or Russ or Larry June, Larry June spoke about having his first um, concert at a hall that he rented out, and only nine people showed up. Mm-hmm. Only nine people showed up, but he said they got the merch. And he said, if you only got nine people showing up, that's good. They rock with you. Mm-hmm. Nine solid fans. Nine solid fans. Yeah. He said, it's okay if four or five people show up, nine people show up. That's cool. Me and me and Keith were doing this podcast getting six listens in a week, mm-hmm. four listens in a week, mm-hmm. nine listens in a week. We got a podcast, what? We got one over a thousand now. Mm-hmm. We've got a total, we got around. Total listens are well over 60-something thousand. Mm-hmm. Well over that with all the plat- platforms combined. But just with SoundCloud alone, we're near 60,000 just on that platform alone. Mm-hmm. And it's slow and steady. Every episode don't got 900 listens. Mm-hmm. You know, every episode don't got 400 listens. But 
the the test standing the test of time and going back and looking and they got 250 320 it's just about belief man you mm-hmm. have to believe that this shit is going to manifest into something that you always dreamed it would be mm-hmm. that's facts i think like you um one of the the things that i've been practicing is like living my word mm-hmm and that means like anything that I say, I um, or I, you know, I manifest the things that that I say. Um, and it's not like just literally saying like if Doc Rivers was just like, "Yo, like we gonna be back here to get this," it doesn't actually mean anything, right? Mm-hmm. But he said we gonna be back here to get this, and then they went to go uh, practice the, the next. Yeah, but I'm saying like in terms of like what he actually did between mm-hmm. the when he put the money up and then by the time they got back to it in the finals, mm-hmm. they went to practice the next day. Doc mm-hmm. Rivers probably went to go watch film mm-hmm. the next day. They did some. They might have made a few um, trades here and there. Mm-hmm. Picked up some guys from the um, G League. All these different things um, in order to 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 reach that goal. Yeah. So. The practices and definitely like saying the things, but you know, then the Bible says faith without works is dead. The journey. So you got to actually like, you know, you got to put the the metal to the pedal and actually do something about what you're, uh, yeah, put the pedal to the metal and actually do something about what you're, what you're, um, what you say you're trying to do. Right. And that that for us, it's like, you know, we, we say we want a successful podcast. What does that look like for us? Well, right. we're putting out clips more often. Yes. You know, we got, we got video equipment now. Right. Um, you know, we got different things on the way and it's we're we're um we're living our word, right? Yes. So by the time when you hear this, when you hear Eddie say we're going to be millionaires, you could cut the clip up, boom, and you could look back when we reach the finals and you could dig into the roof and be like, "Oh, they said they was going to be here." And mm-hmm. this is what it looks like. So, I just think like for anybody out there, you know, these are always like extreme examples, right? You know, mm-hmm. you see Doc Rivers, obviously he's um, um, a really good head coach. Um, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, they had, you know, super talented team. But you got to you gotta find a way to like put that into your personal life, right? And oftentimes that looks like just like, what do you want to do? Well, you know, think about what you want to do and then, you know, formulate that into, into a word. Like, oh, right. okay, I want to be... I want to lose weight. I want to have a successful fitness business. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do whatever. But then don't just say it. Like figure out the steps in order to do these things. 100%. And then that's how you, you know, get back to the finals and be like, yo, the money is still here. It got cobwebs on it. So I think that what also is a motivational tool is watching people be successful, knowing that you make comparable (laughs) or better content. And I, I know that that's subjective. However, at the same time, you're like, you're doing what I'm doing. You're, you're doing what I'm doing. You're getting contracts. You're making millions of dollars doing a podcast. Why can't I have the belief that I'm going to do that? Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that I can't have that vision for myself? Mm-hmm. I don't have a choice but to believe. I don't want to be a truck driver my whole life. Yeah. Look, it's not the worst job, but it's not something that I want to be. I'm not excited to be in a truck all day. Mm-hmm. That's not what my objective in life is to be fulfilled and i and and i'm gonna keep doing this until my life reaches that point mm-hmm. i'm not gonna stop until i get there and i'm blessed every day that i have somebody like keith in my life that i could look across and this motherfucker excuse me i don't call you motherfucker but this guy mm-hmm. is sitting right there the whole time mm-hmm. i'm very fortunate to have somebody in my corner that has the foresight and the and the integrity to keep doing this 
A lot of you guys, the only thing that's holding you back sometimes is not having a person that has the same belief system. You know, there's a, a lot of things that me and Keith are able to do because we've, we, we're trying to build our lives. We haven't crafted our life like, like Keith doesn't have kids. I don't have kids. You know what I mean? And I think that the thing that's crazy about it is, is, is a lot of people, you have kids, and now your life revolves around providing for your family and doing those things. So whatever dream you had, it's put on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the reason why me and Keith aren't super established in regards to that yet is I feel like we still got some work to do, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to be the guy that says your life is over when you have kids, but it, in, in, in aspects of it, it kind of is. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain aspects of that are that are very true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I, I just, I don't want to push across a generic message, but I do want to say, please, if you really have a, a burning desire to be something, you have no choice but to fight for it. Uh-huh. You don't have a choice. Yeah. If it's in you to be a barber and you're watching people give haircuts and none of them is better than you, none of them, and you're watching them fuck people's hair up, but they're getting paid $50 a haircut and you know you're better than that person and you still don't do it, you're hurting yourself. Every day you wake up, you are hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to get up and do it, man. Get up and grab those clippers. Invest five, six hundred dollars in some clippers. If you're an artist, go 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 get some some canvases, some blank canvases, and some and some stuff, and just put your shit up online and try to sell it and see where it goes. Stop having imposter syndrome and believing that you're not good enough. I'm not good enough. Well, goddamn it, you know how many people that weren't that great and put effort out there and they're making money. Yeah. Fucking Andy Warhol putting up these weird ass paintings, making millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Man, stop. Like, stop beating yourself down to the point to where you don't even give yourself a chance to do what you love. Yeah. If you love it, fight for it, man. Fight for it. Yeah. And I, I, part of this, this journey to success, too, is, like, making people believe in in what you got going on. Yeah. Like, for Doc Rivers, I don't think – I think when they formulated that team, they knew they had enough talent to win a championship, and they were favorite to win. Um, But you – from Kevin Garnett's tone, I got that he was like, I don't know, Doc. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we in in the Staples Center. Like, it's Kobe Bryant on the other side. I, I think he was coming from that point right. of view. But you know, once you when you you know, when you really believe in something and you really work towards that thing, people start to shift the way they they think about whatever you say. Yeah. You know? If yep. if you got a person that's uh, you know, they just kinda like talking that talk like and that and it, you know, that 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 is a lot of people, right? It's not just about manifesting is what I'm trying to say. It's a lot of people that talk. Like, yeah, man, I'm about to I'm about to do this. Once I get um, you know, I'm about to get the studio. Once I get the studio, I'm about to be dropping songs every week. And then two, three years come and they still ain't never, you know, got in the studio or whatever. Man, but think- it's more about like, you know, first doing what you say that you're gonna do mm-hmm. and then like you know, doing the only way to make people genuinely believe in you is to put the uh, put the grind to what you're saying and get out there and fail. Failure is <laughs> failure is a good thing. Failure is literally just failure is just a paper trail of success. So when you're failing, 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 sometimes you got to fail 562 times for you succeed once. Mm-hmm. But that success is worth all the trial and error. Yeah, what's that? It's a cleaning product. That's like a number. Um, and it, I think the number was like the amount of times that the formula didn't work. Or was it four oh nine? I think so. 
It might have it's been like Giddy Up 409. It's like a spray thing. Giddy Up 409. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man, if you believe in it, you better fight for it. Mm-hmm. You don't got a choice, man. And you should be waking up angry, man. You mm-hmm. should be waking up angry wanting to fight for it, man. Mm-hmm. You know, because otherwise, you know, do you really believe in what you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think I think that what really... If you would have told me that when we first started this that we, we would have people listening in um, Aurora, Colorado, and New York, um, Fresno, Sacramento, um, motherfucking Arizona, um, Canada. If you would have told us that we had people listening to us at these places and being consistent and listening, mm-hmm. you won't. You wouldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just Eddie McGee. You mm-hmm. know, you, you know, it's Keith. We're just regular guys. Why would somebody take interest in us? Mm-hmm. And this is what you have to really wrap your mind around. Eddie Murphy was a regular guy. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock was a regular guy. Mm-hmm. Andrew Schultz was a regular guy. Everybody was a regular guy. They were just a regular person that happened to have a talent or skill set that allowed them to chase their dreams. Mm-hmm. And they focused <clears throat> and they honed in on that. And now they are what they are. Um, but yeah, I want to go on a tangent. We're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Um, but I just want you guys to really know how much we genuinely appreciate every week you guys showing up and listening, uh, yeah. especially a lot of the new followers and people that have, you know, came to this platform. Um, welcome. And mm-hmm. I, I, I hope you come back and I hope you make us a part of your day Yeah, every week. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's that, man. Anything else, Keith? Mm-mm. Well... If you made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fink. We are out of here. Peace.